You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Zach Creeps, you are part of my gratitude for the year 2023. Welcome back from Thanksgiving, Asbury. I'm glad that at least 10 of you decided to come back for the end of the semester. It's good to be in chapel together, and I want you to talk a little bit. So here's your assignment for the next 30 seconds. Turn to your neighbor. You've got two questions. First, best Thanksgiving dish. What was it this year? Second, the all-important question of Christmas decorations. Not until the day after Thanksgiving or the sooner the better. What's your preference? Okay, so either next to you, behind you, turn to someone for the next 30 seconds, go. Okay, let's come back together. At the Hasloff House this Thanksgiving, once again, the perennial winner for me, sweet potato casserole. Specifically, Georgia's sweet potato casserole. You can't have too many marshmallows. You can't have too much brown sugar. It's all good, right? Okay, the Hasloff decorations were up two weeks ago. The sooner the better. How many of you are the sooner the better? Yes, there's some Christians in the room this morning. (laughs) So it's fun to be back and this next week is gonna fly by. I wanted to share quickly. It was just about two or three weeks ago that I came back from a trip with these baseball guys from the Dominican Republic. And so nine of our baseball team, Dr. Dan Lewis, this 13-year-old in the front row, that's my son, Isaac. We had a great time in the DR. Guys led baseball clinics with kids from eight years old to 18 years old. And we did that in three different communities. And it was really an incredible experience because at the end of those mornings, three mornings we were there, we would watch dozens and dozens of kids say yes to asking Jesus into their heart. And it was very beautiful ministry that we got to have. This picture is in front of a church in Santa Domingo. Santa Domingo is the oldest capital in the Western Hemisphere. This church opened its doors in 1524, 500 years ago. It was the doorway for the Christian faith into the Western Hemisphere. This was the first church. It was a pretty holy moment and sweet time for us to stand and and see where the Christian faith broke into the Americas in this part of the world. Our theme this year has been the story that we find ourselves in. I want you to take two seconds to think about 2023 and what comes to your mind during such a huge year. In the first half of the year, an outpouring occurred on our little campus. In the last half of the year, a war has broken out between Israel and Hamas that has caught up Palestinians and Israelis and others in the Middle East. This semester, this fall semester, what has marked this semester for you? For many, it's involved deep spiritual transformation, baptisms on set-apart retreat, decisions of recommitting your life to Jesus during a wham, baptisms on campus, decisions of, of call unfolding during Great Commission Congress or other times across this semester, healing from brokenness, pathways towards wholeness, 
freedom from guilt and shame. God has been at work. This coming to the close of a semester is a time to reflect back on that. The story that we find ourselves in, it likely has you finishing the year as a different person than you were when you started the year. In chapel, from the first week of the semester to our series that we had at the last half of October, the story that we find ourselves in, it's a story of good news and it's a story of extreme and radical grace. It's a story of love pursuing people on the margins. The story of life's journey has space for doubt and it often has to make space for lament. The story that we are in possesses access points like fasting that are these portals that draw us closer to Jesus. And finally, the story that we are in is filled with redemption and it holds these pathways for healing, for us to be made more whole. And this morning, we're gonna look at the story of Mary in Luke chapter one. It's a passage that exemplifies that the story that we find ourselves in is a story of breakthrough. The story gives us some really practical handles to respond to breakthrough like Mary responded to breakthrough. The week that we're in, some of you have already realized it starts the season of Advent and leads to Epiphany. Advent is made up of these four Sundays that take us up to Easter. And if your family does an Advent wreath, then you can probably name the themes of Advent. Hope, peace, joy, and love. They fill this season. And so the next four weeks, they remind us that we're, we're, we're with the rest of the world that was awaiting a long-awaited Savior. The world was awaiting a breakthrough. And so let's hear the story from Luke chapter one. And if you would stand, since we are hearing from the gospel, let's stand together. These are verses 26 through 38 in Luke chapter one. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You've found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me 
as you have said. And the angel left her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You can be seated. The story of the angel coming to Mary is my favorite part of the Christmas story. Apart from the resurrection, this is the biggest story of breakthrough in the New Testament. Mary's encounter with breakthrough is not entirely unlike how the Holy Spirit breaks into your life and my life. So imagine for a second, 17-year-old Mary, the angel's first words to her, you are highly favored. God is with you. And Mary was from this simple little town of Nazareth, a lowly village. She was preparing for the next stage of her life. She was about to start marriage. And Gabriel breaks in to the very ordinary life of Mary. How did she respond to this breakthrough moment? Greatly troubled is the words that come out. That was her first feeling. God broke into her world. And if we look at different translations, you can get a little better grasp. Scripture describes her response as confused, disturbed, perplexed. And Mary started to wonder what kind of greeting this was, kind of intrigued about how this word wonder translates. Was Mary thinking, did the angel just stop by to say hi? Did the angel just pop in, you know, to give her some encouragement and say, Mary, this engagement thing, you've got this. Did the angels breaking into her world mean that her life was about to be radically altered? Was she starting to have that kind of wonder? And I don't know how many of you can identify with Mary, but the start of God breaking in is perplexing. And I think back to the summer after I'd finished my undergraduate degree. I had a summer job before I was planning to start law school. And it was about six weeks before the first day of law school, and God started breaking in. And for me, what that looked like was I felt that he was calling me to be a youth pastor. And this call was perplexing because this, this call was not what was on the map. I'd spent the last year preparing for what I thought was next. I'd taken the LSAT. I'd applied to four or five different law schools. I had started doing everything to prepare for where I was going to live, getting myself ready for August classes at Texas Tech's law school. And it was perplexing. That was the start of God breaking in. Have you experienced breakthrough as perplexing? In the middle of Mary being troubled, confused, disturbed, she started getting her senses. And the angel kept breaking into her world. And it was with these affirmations. Don't be afraid. Remember, you have found favor with God. And maybe Mary's thinking, I, I still want to know what this means. And the angel is about to break it to her what favor looks like. Conceiving, giving birth to a son. 
Those feelings of being confused and perplexed, do you think that they mellowed out or maybe escalated as she started to hear this description? And it's a good thing that the angel said these words to her. Do not be afraid. He was about to tell her who this son would be. You'll name him Jesus. He'll be great, so great that he'll be called the son of the most high. He'll inherit the throne of his ancestor, David. And the words in Isaiah 9 say it like this. The greatness of his government and peace will never end. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never. So after thinking about this angel's greeting, Mary's starting to digest this revelation. You're going to have a son who will be named Jesus, the son of the most high, whose kingdom will never end. Which part of that was most disorienting? Probably the word son, you'll have a baby. And, and we get Mary's response to God. It's an understandable response that I think every one of us can relate to. I have a question. And it seems reasonable that she could break in with a question at this point. Mary's obviously more holy than me. I would have had 25 questions. How many questions would have you had? Hers is very focused. Hers is very practical. How will this be since I'm a virgin? And if you were in Mary's shoes, would have you asked this question completely stoic and serious? Or would have you been a person that asked that question maybe with a little bit of sarcasm? Like, so how is this going to happen, Mr. Gabriel? How would have you asked that question that she brought? On a more serious note, David Benner, he describes Mary's response to breakthrough as something that was happening in both her heart and her head. It's a it's, it's whole person when we encounter God. And so when the angel first shows up, her heart is troubled and she's perplexed. And then as the angel continues to bring this revelation and to speak, Mary's mind is engaged and she gets to this place of what does this mean? Let me, let me process this. And she starts to generate this question. And it's as if the generation of this question is a, is a prayer. She's pondering how this could actually happen. And she's trusting how God is going to answer her. So breakthrough for Mary, it was first perplexing. And then second, it was questioning. Questioning is part of how we respond to God showing up. The angel responds to her question, the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The baby born to you will be holy. He'll be called the Son of God. And then the angel starts connecting dots for her. Your relative Elizabeth is having a child. Unable to conceive, she is now in her sixth month. No word from God will ever fail. The translation we read from this morning said, for with God, nothing is impossible. It was like this. Mary asked a logical question, and the angel informs her that God performed a miracle in the life of Elizabeth, and he's about to do the same in her life. 
And so lastly, Mary responds with one of the most surrendered statements in all of the New Testament. I'm the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said about me come true. And you can sum up Mary's response in one word, yielding, or in another word, surrender. Mary completely and totally surrendered herself to what God had said. And how do you and I posture our lives like Mary did? She was so prepared for God breaking into her story that she responded like a reflex. How do we, how do we get to that place of responding, I'm your daughter, I'm your son? The answer is yes. Let it happen to me, just like you said. May what you said come true. Arguably, without Mary's response, the rest of the Gospels, the rest of the New Testament, they don't exist. In this massive breakthrough of God in Mary's life, she went through three phases. First, the perplexing stage. Confused, disturbed, when the angel showed up, surprised, caught off guard. And second, there's this questioning stage. How will this happen since by all practical appearances, it would be impossible? There's this questioning stage of pondering and, and engaging with God and coming to the place of asking questions of what he's speaking to you. And the last stage is yielding. When the angel makes it clear what God wishes to fulfill in her life, Mary says yes. She totally and completely surrenders and said, yes, God, have your way. And so as the band comes up to give us space to respond, when it comes to the Holy Spirit breaking through it in your life, some of you may have experienced being stuck in a stage of being perplexed or in the stage of asking questions. And if, you're, if your response to God at some point this semester became stagnant, the invitation to you this morning is to surrender and to yield like Mary did. May what you have said, God, come true. There's often those seasons and those moments when the quickest way to pick back up is, is simply to respond to the last thing that God spoke to you and to say yes in that last place. And in this last week of chapel, if you've not surrendered to a breakthrough moment of the Holy Spirit speaking in your life, maybe this morning's that space to say yes to him. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we stand in awe of Mary, responding and saying so quickly with such deep courage, God, may it be to me as you have said. And Lord, you've met us in many ways 
this semester. Father, even this morning, may we hear you in such a way and respond to your spirit in such a way that you could have all of us. Lord, give us the posture to walk in a way to say yes to you. Shape us in that way. We ask in the name of our Savior, who's been born into our world this Advent. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.